0: So, how do you respond to getting hitched is in apparently your DNA, according to researchers who found that some people have genes that make them more likely to be happily married. So, do you have marriage in your blood, Joy? (laughs) I don't believe that DNA can tell you such a thing. No, I I think I have the more like uh, pastry fat ass DNA. That's what I have. (laughs) Isn't that so funny? We share this DNA, Joy. Is the world flat? Yes. I I never
1: thought about it, Whoopi. J.K. Rowling. Oh, God. Tina Fey. Uh Uh-huh. Katherine Heigl, 2007.
2: 2007 wow wow weewa um I I think that you inserted JK Rowling into this narrative because I cannot remember 2007 being something big that would have happened in the Harry Potter world that had not already occurred I think that whoof Although... (laughs) Okay, no, I'm going with my gut instinct. (laughs) I think that... It's like I know... I already know I'm getting these wrong as it's coming out of my mouth. I'm going to say Katherine Heigl was the most fascinating and that Tina Fey was on the list and that you made up J.K. Rowling, even though something is telling me that I have it like completely flip-flopped wrong. But anyway, there we go.
1: I can now reveal to you (laughs) that in 2007... Katherine Heigl was fascinating, but she was not the most oh. fascinating. The most fascinating person was J.K. Rowling. <sighs> I, n- the person that I invented, was Tina Fey. It's
2: like as soon as I said nothing big happened, then I remembered that was probably the year that the last Harry Potter book came out.
1: Yeah, probably like that. I feel like by the time I graduated high school, it was done.
2: It was over. Yeah. Wow,
1: and now she's more fascinating than ever,
2: <laughs> isn't it? Funny that there was kind of a period of time between 2007 and now where all three of them were kind of like completely off the radar, and now in 2021, Fey, you think? It, there was I a period like... of time, like probably more recently, like I would say in the last few years, when when after Thirty Rock ended there was, like, less Tina Fey in the public eye. But now, in 2021, J.K. Rowling is, like, back making headlines. Katherine Heigl is making headlines. Tina Fey just hosted the Golden Globes again. So there's, like, all three of them are back to haunt us.
1: Right. (laughs) I did think Katherine Heigl was gone for good. (laughs)
2: You thought wrong.
1: Well, in 2008, Mm -hmm. we have... Sarah Palin, Barack Obama, and John McCain.
0: Oh, wow. (laughs) This is
2: tough. I think that John McCain was not on the list. I think that Barack Obama was the most fascinating, and I think that Sarah Palin was on the list.
1: You're correct. (sighs) Yes. Evidently, Sarah Palin (laughs) was more fascinating to Barbara (laughs) than John McCain at that time.
2: And I think that that reflects also America. <laughs> I think Sarah Palin <laughs> was more fascinating to everyone uh, that year.
1: Yeah. It's interesting the way that Tina Fey is so like wrapped up in the Sarah Palin narrative. True. Yeah. And also interesting the way that the view is so wrapped up in the mm-hmm. Sarah Palin <laughs> narrative with... <laughs> You know, obviously, Nicole Wallace and Megan McCain.
3: hmm
2: Yeah.
1: Ever heard of her?
2: <laughs> Rings a bell.
1: <laughs> I have a special voice memo for you.
2: God bless.
4: Hi, Deja the de View. Um, this is Lance Williamson from Kansas City. Um, I am a big fan of the podcast. I You all bring so much joy to my life. Um, and I've needed it, especially in the last year. I, um, I'm a registered nurse and an infection preventionist in uh, the United States. And um, obviously, we've had a tough time um, as a country with this pandemic. So uh, I just want to say thank you for... Uh, being like uh, every couple week um, light in my life so uh, you always bring me a lot of laughs and um, I feel like uh, I feel like we would all get along really well talking about The View so thank you I um, would love to hear um, you all discuss probably the most uh, heinous uh, take Megan has ever had uh, with her comments about her getting, her frustrations with the vaccine rollout and her thoughts on like how Biden should fire Dr. Fauci. Um, it was just really disheartening to hear her talk about that. Um, <laughs> Like her take is that she's like me, Megan McCain, co-host of The View, doesn't know how she's getting a vaccine. It's like, <laughs> I mean it was absurd the way that she was describing that. Um you know it was it was hard to see that with Megan and you all were just talking about how um you know we are so aligned with Megan when she talks about pop culture and you know Britney Spears and things like that but then she turns around and does things like this and it's like it's like she's your friend who leaves you at the bar with her boyfriend in the middle of the night and you're like stuck there with no one. So um <laughs> Thank you all for everything you do, and uh, you have a big fan in Kansas City, thank you.
2: Hello, hello Lance from Kansas City. Thank you for your voicemail, and for all of your kind words. It's been a hell of a year, and it sounds like you are right there on the front lines of it. So it it's very nice to hear that Uh, Every couple of weeks, (laughs) when we can stick to a schedule, we can bring a little light to your life. Um, Okay, so Lance brought up uh, a great point and something that went huge online. Everyone had a reaction to it on Twitter, was when Megan said that she, Megan McCain, co-host of The View, can't find information about the vaccine rollout and...
1: She broke the internet. She
2: broke the internet. It really struck a chord, the bad chord with people.
1: It was the most upset I have seen people at Meghan McCain in a minute.
2: Yeah, in 2021.
1: Yeah. (laughs) For sure. The topic was about the U.S. reaching 500,000 dead. Mm -hmm. And they were, like, referencing... I guess an interview with Fauci about the mishandling the pandemic and just mm-hmm. like admitting that the way it was dealt with was very poor and they could have avoided a lot of death. And um in this this Joy revealed in this topic that she has she's getting her second shot. So mm-hmm. she should have gotten it by now. So we can all rest easy now because Joy Behar has gotten vaccinated. Fully. Fully vaccinated. Boots
2: the house down.
1: Yeah. And so in this topic, Joy said... Joy took issue with what Fauci said because she said that it's not productive. Because Fauci said it's not productive to rehash Mm -hmm. the Trump era of the pandemic. And that we should focus on what Biden's doing now. And Joy was like, no, I would (laughs) like to discuss... The 2024 election. Yes. (laughs) But the point here is what Megan had to say. And she showed a clip of Fauci being asked about, on CNN, about uh, whether, when you get the vaccine, Mm -hmm. does that mean you can go back to normal life and hang out with your friends and whatnot? And Fauci's response was, We don't know yet, so he doesn't want to give a recommendation on that because there's not enough data to give a great answer. Yeah. And he doesn't want to say the wrong answer. And so that upset Megan that he couldn't give a straight answer on Mm -hmm. that because she said she has seen other countries like Israel Mm -hmm. where people are somewhat going back to normal life and she's saying, well, why are they getting a different answer than we're getting? Right. And I don't think that that was terribly accurate of her to say.
5: <laughs> no. It's, it's terribly inconsistent messaging, and it continues to be inconsistent messaging. In Israel, in Tel Aviv, one of the messages that they have, I saw a sign that said, Get a shot, take a shot. Meaning if I get the vaccine, then I can go out and I can have shots with my friends. Is the science in Israel different than the science here in the United States of America? Because Israel has over half of their country vaccinated already and seem to be doing pretty well. The idea that I can get vaccinated and I won't be able to see friends and nothing in life changes and that we're going to have to wear masks forever. I, I, I don't understand the downplaying of getting the vaccine.
1: I feel like she thinks that Fauci saying we don't have enough data on this, which Mm -hmm. is correct. Like, that's what I'm hearing everywhere. It's still so
2: early. It's like, it takes years and years for them to figure out things
1: like this, and it's only been a year. And she takes him saying that, Mm -hmm. which is what, that's consistent with what I'm hearing everywhere. She takes that as Fauci, like, downplaying the vaccine, and she interprets that as, like, him deterring people from getting it, I think. Like, that's what I tried to get in her head and understand. And I think that the w- in the way that... This is my interpretation. Okay. I think, like, you know how Megan is always saying, like, I'm an avatar of hate for <laughs> the left because I'm, like, the only conservative yeah. that people see. And so all of their hatred of the right... Gets hurled at me because, like, I'm the one they see. Yeah, I feel like she it kind of does a similar thing to Fauci.
2: Absolutely, with regards
1: to her, you know, frustrations frustrations, about the pandemic. It's all getting Fauci is her avatar of hate for the pandemic.
2: Absolutely, like I think that's what it is, and it's like. She has been very open about being super, super frustrated about changing about them, like changing what the rules are and whether you need a mask or don't need a mask. But in the past, like that's what she keeps going back to. So I feel like she's super, super frustrated with the way that life is and has been for the last year. But it's like everyone is.
1: It's not all Fauci's fault.
2: It's not exactly like it's not it's not like Fauci wakes up in the morning and is like, how can I con- continue to confuse and frustrate Meghan McCain, co-host of The View? Like, I don't think that that's happening in his head.
1: I don't know. I don't think that that's where the anger needs to go to. But
2: I think that the thing that really upset people about what she said was that the way that she said it came across as, like, her um, saying it out of a place of entitlement, being like, me, as Meghan McCain, co-host of The View,
1: I should be first in line. Like, I think that's kind of how people took it. That's what the thing, like, that's where it really took a turn, is when she said, the fact that I, Meghan McCain, co-host of The View, don't Mm -hmm. know when I'm getting the vaccine...
5: The fact that I, Megan McCain, co-host of The View, uh, do, I don't know when or how I will be able to get a vaccine because the rollout for my age range and, and my health is, is so nebulous. I have no idea when and how I can get it. I want to get it. If you call me at three o'clock in the morning, I will go any place at any time to get it. I want to be responsible and obviously wait my turn. But this rollout has been a disaster. And I understand, obviously, President Trump can take much of the blame. But now we're in the Biden administration. I, for one, would like something to look forward to and to hope. For because if getting the vaccine means that just nothing changes and we have to wait another few years till everyone gets it, 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 it there's already a lot of people not getting it. We're already have a pro- having a messaging problem getting people to take this vaccine.
1: That's what really upset people, and yeah. I don't really know what to make of that statement because, on one hand, I don't think that it's a bad point to say like the fact that I have no idea when I'm getting the vaccine is crazy. Yeah. I feel like that's valid. And if someone else yeah, said Yeah, like I that- think
2: everyone, everybody or like a, a lot of people share the frustration of not knowing what the plan is. A lot of governments, either like, um, like your state or your province or your municipality, they just are not sharing any info. And so I get that that is a real frustration to be like, why don't we even know when we could even start like – getting in line for these vaccines so that is a valid sentiment
1: but the way that she said it
2: yes (laughs) the delivery
1: so like uh, i don't know like it just that that came out so weird and i
2: yes it it came out so entitled like as if like i the queen should know when i can get the vaccine that's how people took it
1: yeah like at first i was like i think she meant like i megan mccain like a person who admittedly has a lot of privilege and works for like abc news like you think i would know something but then when she carried on and said like if someone calls me in the middle of the night and wants to give me a vaccine
2: no it it didn't it did not come out well whether it was intentional or subconsciously entitled or if she meant it with her whole heart, I don't know. It did not come out well. And it definitely like took away from the valid point of being frustrated with like local or or like countrywide governments about the lack of info about the vaccine rollout. It's like every... The way that she delivered that completely took away from anyone listening to what she had to say.
1: Yeah. And uh, yeah, it kind of just allowed people to project whatever they wanted onto it because it just took on a life of its own on social media. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes happens with things that Megan says.
2: I mean, the other thing that Lance said, which I also, when I was watching, I was like, um, was her saying that like she wants Fauci to be removed. I can't believe that she was taking this position with Fauci who like has always been on the side of trying to keep people safe, (laughs) you know? Like he's not the person who gets to make the rule. He's not the governor who gets to enforce the mask rule or not. So like what, I don't understand the anger at him as if he's the person who let people walk around with no masks for months and months and months. I-
1: yeah. It's really interesting also... Can you hear my neighbor? There's, like, a dog Vaguely. in the hallway. Vaguely. Yeah, I heard a I'm little like, bark. <laughs> and they're all, like, freaking out over the dog. <laughs> it's hard to, like, relate to this discussion because, like, we don't... Like, they're doing... They have so many more people getting vaccinated in the States right now than here. Yeah. But I understand how upsetting that was for people and so did Megan in a way because she was like I know this is controversial I know this is controversial and Whoopi was trying to end the segment and the segment ended with (laughs) them talking over
0: each other and Whoopi being like goodbye This is all stuff that we'll know when the science makes sense, or we could have him just say yeah, and then we'll get him on the other side when he's wrong. I don't know oh, yeah. well, what is best, what saying, but I do but, know that but, no, but I just. I, I, say, I, I, I know I, what I'm
5: I, saying is controversial. I really do. You got to do. I understand. It, it has not nothing to do with you being. Say
0: different we'll be right back when we come back.
2: It just was a mess, and it didn't need to be. It's like misdirected anger.
0: Yeah.
1: But I will say I think sometimes you have to look at what Megan says as if she's like providing a service which is <laughs> to say what some other people are saying and right. like I don't watch those right wing opinion shows and I don't uh-huh. watch Fox News so it's you can it's easier to watch when you think of it that way where you think okay i guess there are lots of people who think the way that megan is thinking right now and there's also people who think far worse things than what megan is thinking and i think it's best enjoyed if you just look at it that way and be like she's informing me of what those people who i don't understand (laughs) are saying
2: so upsetting
1: Sarah said about Fauci she would rather have the right answer than the fast answer.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the the other unfortunate thing was like the reaction to what Megan said was so huge that it really also took away like from what the other hosts had said, like what Sunny said I thought was a really good point um that no one else really talked about where she talked about the vaccine shaming that people are experiencing now. And I see it all over Twitter. It's like impossible to ignore where anyone who's like under the age of 80 who is getting the vaccine is being questioned and like accused by people of skipping the line. And it's like, you don't know people's medical history. You don't know what makes them uh, able to get the vaccine right now or not able. And then the other larger point is like well eventually everyone needs to get vaccinated right yeah so like
3: it's so why weird waste like your just
2: energy? mind your business yeah like why waste your energy getting so angry about like a 40 year old getting the vaccine when you don't know their business or where they work or what's going on
1: it costs nothing to mind your own business there you it's go it's completely free <laughs>
2: And I thought that I like I was happy Sunny brought that up because it's 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 go- kind of like making people crazy. Like I feel like we've hit a point now where people are like really turning on each other with the whole vaccine thing. And it's like just chill out and continue if you're able to stay home or like stay safe and mind your business and wait your turn. That is a a blessing, and continue to do that. You know. Yeah.
1: And you guys don't understand how weird it is right now to be Canadian and be on, like, social media, where it just seems, it feels like everyone is getting vaccinated. And we're like, can I have some? (laughs) 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 Because we're doing... We have nothing. Our country yeah. has nothing. Some
2: people have everything. We have nothing. And the ones we have, we're not giving to p- anyone, no, to
1: people. We're just letting them expire.
4: Yeah. Can I have one? <laughs> Please, set <sir. laughs>
2: It's very that.
1: Oh, and the other thing that happened was our social media intern took a screenshot of Megan McCain trending mm-hmm. on Twitter and posted it with, like, Whoopi looking exhausted. Yeah. Which I think was, like, you know, I think that I represented, was an- like, we're tired of the Yeah, discourse. and I thought
2: that it was obvious that, like, the exasperated whoopie meme was us being exasperated that, yet again, like, Megan was trending and everyone was, like, talking about Megan McCain. People who don't watch The View, we're talking about Megan McCain. I thought that was clear. Maybe it wasn't clear. <laughs> in hindsight, maybe it was not clear.
1: Yeah, because Megan retweeted it and wrote she told us to grow up. <laughs> and then she deleted it shortly after.
2: I wonder if in like I wonder if like in the moment in the first few seconds she just was like pissed about it, but then maybe she realized what we meant and deleted it. That's what I told myself to fall asleep that night.
1: <laughs> I don't know, but definitely like sometimes sometimes there can be no fun online.
2: Yeah. And what's fucked is like um lately like it's like i feel like the closer and closer we get to a possible like uh resuming life the angrier and angrier the online seems to be like it seems like there's no more fun on anywhere the only fun is like we get to have fun for 20 minutes after the new wandavision episode comes out (laughs) and then that's it and now wandavision is over and so where does that leave us
1: sometimes it feels like the view is like it's not meant to exist in this era (laughs) like of social media and everything because like the view has always been like since its inception barbara created a show about Mm -hmm. four moderate democrats and one blonde republican lady arguing and (laughs) that's what it's always been elizabeth elizabeth hasselback said all kinds of stuff on Mm -hmm. On the view, and I know it's her personality differs from Megan, and I think sometimes people just yeah. hate on Megan's personality and her delivery. Yeah. But the view has always essentially been this, and yeah. Elizabeth definitely took a lot of flack as well, but social media has made it even more intense whenever oh, Megan yeah. says it's something. Oh, yeah. It's like,
2: I can't imagine the things. That Elizabeth and even Candace would sometimes say like I can't imagine what it would be like on Twitter and how different those eras for them would have played out and like I don't think Candace would be starring in every Christmas movie right now if everyone <laughs> on Twitter had seen everything that she had said about hating gay people like
1: that's you know it's such- like That's such a mystery to me because like social media, that was only 2016 like that.
2: I know, but I feel like it's different now. And like, especially in the last year, I think with so many people not like working or being home and working from home, like I think way more people are on Twitter all the time. And so, like, I've never seen so many... Kevin, I've never seen so many tweets in my life than the tweets I've seen in the last 12 months.
1: I don't... I don't know. Candace is just such a mystery because I feel like she made it out so unscathed. Mm -hmm. But whatever. I don't want to talk about her. (laughs) But thank you, Lance, for for reaching out about this Mm -hmm. topic and for listening to our podcast and I'm and glad And it's also that it makes super you happy.
2: It's super interesting to hear like that take on what Megan said as someone who actually works in healthcare and lives in the United States.
1: Yeah. Can't believe anyone listens to this podcast.
2: I I am shocked every time you tell me that we have a voice memo <laughs> and it's not just like you putting on a voice. <laughs>
1: Aunt Liz was uh, my own creation, a character (laughs) I invented for my SNL audition. All of them have been. Our listener in Italy. (laughs) And yeah, speaking of Aunt Liz.
2: Okay, please, let's do that.
1: So we do have an Aunt Liz update. Robert's Aunt Liz is back at it. We told her we wanted to hear more from her and what she is about and she delivered. Robert, thank you again for coordinating. So we have a, I'm gonna hand the show over to Liz. (laughs) So
6: now you would like to know what I think. I'd like to know what you think. (laughs) And I'm going to send you a picture of me. I like to know who I'm talking to. So at least they know what I look like. If they oh. want to be silly and not give me a picture, that's fine.
3: So you, you want to send Deja the view of a photo of yourself and you want them to send a photo yes. of them?
6: Okay. I like to know who I'm talking to. <laughs> okay. I don't think that's unreasonable. It's not. <laughs>
3: Is it a recent photo?
6: Oh, I've got one from the summer and one from winter.
3: Okay, (laughs) so they know what you're like in all weather. Yeah. What do you want to ask them?
6: (laughs) Like, how, did they just, like, go for a drink one night and say, hey, let's start a podcast because we both like this show.
3: Yeah, I am curious.
6: Give me another beer. (laughs) And what other shows do they like as much as they enjoy the view? And why, of all the shows, did they pick the view? And I'd be curious which one of those co-hosts now that that are their favorite. Wait, so wait, wait I was asking you a good question and then we got, oh, I want to know if, if, what are their names again?
3: Kevin and Marie.
6: If they watch Housewives. Okay. I don't, but I'm curious if they do. <laughs> I think they do. And other than The View, if they had to do a podcast, like for for example, if they couldn't do a podcast on The View, what would be their choice? Right. What would be their second choice?
3: If you could do a podcast about a show, what would it be? About them. <laughs> you would do a <laughs> podcast about Deja The View?
6: I want to know where they're sitting. I want to know what they're <laughs> drinking. I want to know what they look like. I want to know how they came up with the idea.
3: (laughs) Because you just think they're so funny and great?
6: Well, now he's going to take this the wrong way. Oh my God. But it's a compliment. I find him, because I get hyper easily. Yeah. I find him very soothing. Yeah. Like not put to sleep soothing. I love his voice. It's kind of like yours. It's just sort of like, okay. Okay. Bring it down. Okay, Liz, you're coming down. And then you don't want to come down too bad. And then all of a sudden you hear her and it's like, oh, okay. (laughs) Like you hear her talk and she, her laugh, then you're up again. And then you're down again. Like they're (laughs) a very good combination.
3: Yeah, they have a good balance.
6: And uh, when he laughs, well, she's got the best. But when he laughs, like I just want to know what he looks like. And I want to know like... He was talking about he broke up with a guy a couple of years ago or did a number on. Like, what what are you about? Like, are you seeing somebody or... You know what I mean? Yeah. And did you do a podcast before this? Like, what did you study at school? Like, how how did you do all this? Yeah. And what made you pick the view? Other than them, I would love to have a podcast... (laughs) On the history, like how exactly, like the view, like, and uh, what fast, what I find kind of weird but sort of sad, where is Barbara? What?
3: (laughs) Nothing, it's just funny.
6: (laughs) Oh, no, but like, where is she?
3: Have you watched The View, like, since the 90s?
6: All the time, when I'm here.
3: No, but, like, how many years have you watched it for?
6: Since it was Meredith Baxter, the blonde girl. Like, the very first show. Meredith Vieira? Meredith Vieira. And they sat around. There was no table. There were chairs in a half a circle. And uh, So do you prefer
3: couch or table? Table. Okay.
6: Table. People are too self-conscious with a couch. I don't know why. Like, what
3: do you do with your legs and...
6: I'd cross them. I'm curious, what what do you guys do during, like, what is your job, okay? What what do you do when you're not together in the basement? I don't know where you are. <laughs> if you're at a house or a basement or, I don't know. Or are you are you even in the same room? I'm curious about that. I'm also curious, what would be your ideal <laughs> panel of, the ladies that have been on The View since it started. Like if you could put any group of people together to sit at that table, who would you guys pick? What was the other thing I was gonna ask them? Oh.
3: What they look like.
6: Yeah, I'm curious. I like to know what people, like who I'm talking to. Like what do you look like? I'm gonna send you a picture of me in the summer and the winter, because I think it's polite. That you have an idea who you're talking to. So, I guess, hint, hint. Like, for example, why don't you put your pictures on that mug on your podcast so I can <laughs> see what you look like? And I don't think that's unreasonable.
1: Um, so, once again, thank you, Robert, for coordinating another sit down with your Aunt Liz. <laughs>
2: Thank you, Robert. And for the record, I also don't think it's unreasonable.
1: (laughs) I would definitely consider putting our faces on the mug, but I just don't know how. I'm just not a graphic designer.
2: I would do it if we could get like, you know how like the old view mugs were designed where it was like cartoons of them? Like I would, I would do it. Yeah, I would absolutely do a little cartoon of me on the mug. I just don't think that like I necessarily photograph well, but I think I probably cartoon well. So yeah. a cartoon <laughs> drawing of me would be fine.
1: Yeah, if someone would like if someone designs it, we will definitely consider it. To be clear, we have not received the summer or winter photo oh. of Liz yet. However, I'm sure... Maybe
2: they're coming in the mail.
1: <laughs> Signed. <laughs> yeah,
2: headshots, 8 by 10s which <laughs> There's I would... So- one for each of us. I'll get summer, you get winter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's so many questions to answer here, yeah. but the first thing I would like to address is I don't know what this breakup is that i was going through and i really have no idea <laughs> what i must have been talking about and if if did i if i if you are out there and i dated you i'm sorry to this man <laughs> he could be walking down the street i have no idea <laughs> i'm sorry i don't
2: remember and it It did strike me when I heard her say that because you as a person open up about your love life and relationship so little, so, (laughs) so very little, even as a friend who's known you for years. I know so little about what goes on um, in your (laughs) life. (laughs) So to hear that at a certain point you felt comfortable enough to open up about it on the podcast, like I feel like I need to go and listen back to learn about you because I missed something.
1: Who, if you're out there, I don't know who you are. Uh, (laughs) And yeah, it's okay. Let's go through this. What else did Liz, she wanted to know why and how we started the podcast well right so i don't know why i started the podcast it was because my friend dear friend katie yeah who has been on in some of the older episodes mm-hmm. she had a podcast about the show clear eyes nope she had a <laughs> podcast about friday night lights called clear eyes full hearts plus booze Shout out to that podcast that is now over. But that she was doing that. And I think I just thought it seemed fun and I would like to try Mm -hmm. it. Um, So that's why I started. And I chose The View because I knew there was lots to talk about. And because I was a super fan and Mm -hmm. I knew like I could have written Ladies Who Punch. Like (laughs) that. that's what I was destined to do. I feel someone just beat me to it.
2: The intro of this podcast that you hear every t- every uh, episode is genuinely, I feel, the story of why you started this podcast, because just as your friend, you used to casually mention, looking back, maybe you were dropping hints, but you used to mention quite often that you just wished that you had a podcast or some type of outlet where you could talk about The View because there was so much to talk about. And you just had all of this information with nowhere to put it. And so it just yeah. my me coming into it was more so as like your friend. I just was like, this seems like a way to hang out with Kevin <laughs> for two extra hours every week. <laughs> I, and I and had I my it. I had my own interest in the view, but but no way near your level of of fandom.
1: I didn't have friends that other friends that like paid attention to it closely mm-hmm. until this podcast and now there's like lots of people that I've met have come out of the woodwork. This. Yeah. Yeah. And Marie started joining me on the podcast from the jump and we always like doing creative stuff together mm-hmm. cuz we went to college together and we always worked on everything together so we mm-hmm. already knew that we had a good vibe and that's like how <laughs> we became friends and so yeah. after marie did a, like a couple episodes i think mm-hmm. i was just like you should just be on it all the time and then yeah
2: we've joked about it like m- the way that i uh got this this uh unpaid internship was the same way that <laughs> <laughs> the same way as uh um sunny and jed when they were um like informally hired on the view where there was no announcement made they just were there every day that's kind of what happened with me
1: yeah and also like same with sean like i wasn't Mm -hmm. friend like we weren't friends with sean really before the podcast like that's kind of a nice thing that we yeah adopted um (laughs) sean into this like we weren't friends with him but, then, but we like, knew
2: him through the podcast. We got yeah. to know him more through the podcast, yeah. Knew
1: him a little bit through Grindr, um, <laughs> but then...
2: Only me, <laughs> I did, but Kevin didn't.
1: <laughs> yeah, but then from doing the podcast, we started to meet people and, mm-hmm. and so on. What else did Liz want to know? Oh, she, she wanted, wanted to, know... to
2: know if we didn't do a podcast about The View, what we would do, what show we would do one about. Well little known fact that you may or may not know if you'd listened to earlier episodes, Kevin and I also worked together on another podcast about the L word. That Our like,
1: off. Our spinoff.
2: <laughs> it was like my, if, if Deja the View is Kevin's child, then the L word podcast was mine. It was called Take the L and it was um, going to be a podcast where we watched the L word from the start and then Uh, And just like recap the episodes, but it quickly became evident that it was taking far too much time to do that and this one um, at the same time. And I was more interested to uh, find out what Sarah Haynes was doing every week than what people on a TV show that ended like eight years ago were doing. And so (laughs) I made a choice.
1: But <laughs> and I this, really and to, enjoyed it. Like and to It be was clear, definitely yeah. fun to watch the oh, show. Yeah.
2: And to be clear, this was before The L Word came back. So we were only reviewing like the old seasons. Uh, and so that's why I just found it more personally interesting to continue with the, the Age of the View. If it was our full-time job, then I would love to continue with both of yeah. the podcasts.
1: Yeah, that would be my answer as well. Because I was having fun watching the l word and i don't i haven't watched it since doing the podcast i just Mm -hmm. and i hadn't seen the whole thing so that's what i would do do we watch housewives (laughs) liz doesn't liz
2: doesn't but she wants to know if we do and we do but i don't know if we've watched all of the same um franchises i have watched beverly hills from the start And I still watch it. I recently, in the last year, watched all of New York. I've watched most of Atlanta, and I recently started um, Potomac.
1: I am very much so on a Housewives break. I'm not (laughs) watching any, and I haven't for like a year. Mm Mm-hmm. But I have seen a lot of it over the years. Mm -hmm. And I most likely will make my return to Housewives (laughs) when Real Housewives of New York returns. Yeah. I don't know what else, Liz. Oh, what do we do? Marie, what do you do?
2: (laughs) I mean, this answer has never been more complicated for me than ever. As you know, I used to work in TV as a a plant waterer, Um, but uh, I recently quit, Um, much like Abby. I had to leave my uh, dream job to um, support uh, (laughs) my father's gubernatorial run. Um, No, but I did quit my job last month, and so... Right now, I am working still in uh, m- media adjacent. <laughs> That's like the worst. Liz is gonna be like, "What the fuck does that yeah. mean?" She's gonna be like, "I want to know what you look like. I like to know who I'm talking to and what you do. Like, can you and not respect And Your answer is like, "I don't terms? photograph
1: well, and I work media adjacent."
2: <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> yes. I. we both went to school for broadcasting Yeah, but I don't think that has provided any of the skills related <laughs> to this podcast or any of the skills really related to my career much but mm-hmm. I do work in television I am very jaded about the landscape of Canadian <laughs> media so I don't talk about It a lot, except I do get to work on Canada's Drag Race. It's the only time that I experience pure joy in my life. (laughs) So that's one thing that I do, yeah, very proudly. Mm -hmm. And I, I, oh, 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 our dream panel.
2: Oh God, this is so hard, and like. When I when I name these names, I'm not even really considering how they would work well with each other. So let's not even g- like get into that. I'm just listing the people who I want to see on TV. Um Barbara, Rosie, Sunny, uh, Meredith, and either Megan or Elizabeth.
1: Yeah. I have such a hard time picking people for that. But I think like m- pretty much anyone that I don't think got a fair shake on the show yeah. or or someone who was like forced out right. is who I would put on my dream oh, panel. Oh, God. There's so, so like, much. Oh, my Barbara. God.
2: Yeah. Oh. oh, okay. Oh, I'm just <laughs> – I'm struck. But I'm like, oh, Sherry, obviously, and Lisa. Oh.
1: Well, yeah. So I would do – I would do Barbara, Lisa – you know, everyone, it's no secret. Sherry is my yeah. favorite. Who, who, oh, Michelle Collins totally mm. didn't get a fair shake on the show. Th- these are people that I just love. Like yeah. Whoopi. I oh, think Sunny yeah, is a, is a must on any panel yes. now. It's too I think hard. Jedediah also like didn't really get a fair yeah. shake. Th- those mm-hmm. are the people that I think Yeah deserve a place on the view. And, like, it's of like, course, joy goes without oh, saying. Oh, God.
2: This is too hard. It's, like, in this case, I, I would do, like, a Loose Woman thing where there's, like, ten of them, and a, a, every day there's a different five of them because it's too <laughs> difficult to pick. And, like, yeah, I, re, I rebuke my own answer because I, like, left out so many who I would actually want.
1: It's too hard to answer that. I also want to say, Liz... You have no idea how many fans you have. The amount of people that reached out to say, we want more Liz. Yes. I just want you to know that you you really made an impact on the Deja of the View listeners. Yes. So anytime you want to reach out to us, we'd love to have you. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Robert, again, for coordinating another sit down.
2: <laughs> the one thing that we didn't answer that i remembered that liz asked was are we recording in a basement (laughs) we i don't think we've i probably one of the places we've never recorded is a basement but i think that says more about toronto um real estate (laughs) than anything that we don't have a basement and we've never recorded in when you lived in a basement we didn't record there yeah right now we don't see each other we are recording everything over um, over the computer.
1: Skypey doodle.
2: <laughs> we haven't recorded together since last February, the, probably. The last
1: time we were all together mm-hmm. was when Elizabeth Hasselback said, we're all going to use Purell <laughs> and we're going to pray and we're going to trust in Trump and his good leadership. That That's was literally true. the last episode that we all did together. Yeah. So that's kind of crazy. Yeah. But, and what are, what are we drinking? Well, we <laughs> used to drink quite a lot on the podcast. <laughs> now, it seems like it's just me.
2: Okay. <laughs> so. Well, so, yeah. So we used to kind of make a night out of it. And we would do the podcast and then typically hang out or like go out after. Now that I have to sit in my living room by myself, it feels like less of a party. And so typically I have about five beverages with me, none of them alcoholic, most of them Red Bull Bull, and or tea-based. But funny you should say that, Kevin, because today I actually was about to open a beer for... A
1: (laughs) non-alcoholic, (laughs) low-calorie.
2: For the first time in so long, because I was like... What the hell? It's Saturday. Live a little.
1: Well, I actually wasn't even going to drink anything on this episode, but I had like seven cups of coffee and I decided (laughs) to drink a beer to just kind of come down a little bit. (laughs) Uh, I don't really have any view updates except Michelle. I've been listening to a lot of Michelle Collins lately, both her podcast and her Sirius show, Uh and She recently celebrated the three-year anniversary of having her radio show. And Whoopi Goldberg stopped by for a brief interview. Mm. Marie, if you could take a wild guess, what do you think Whoopi Goldberg was there to promote?
2: Purely gut feeling. I think that she was promoting wanting Disney to release a Cinderella watch with Brandy's face on it.
1: (laughs) That is such a good guess, but she actually was there to talk about migraine medication. (laughs) And literally, that's the only thing that she was there to talk about. I don't know. Have you ever heard of... I think it's called Zyrtec. Okay. So she literally comes on the show and is like so i don't talk about this very often but i get really bad migraines a lot and i never had there was never anything that would help me with them and then one day chloe kardashian came (laughs) on the view (laughs) and she told me that she gets migraines too and that she took this zyrtec i think that's what it's called And it changed her life. And so I started taking it and now it's completely changed my life. And she explained how better she feels on this medication. Uh And she was like, so anyways, I just wanted to let people know it doesn't, it's not like a paid sponsorship. (laughs) She was just literally like, I just want to get the word out that like... (laughs) this helped me so michelle like thanks i just wanted to come on and like oh let God. people know to that they should try this medication if they also have migraines she's
2: like <laughs> literally just doing a public service
1: yeah and it's really funny cuz i actually knew exactly what she was talking about because when i live stream the view there's a commercial that comes on every commercial and it's khloe kardashian oh talking God. about this medication and I just thought that was really funny that that's like why Whoopi and Michelle reunited yes. on the radio.
2: It's funny because when you said the name of the medication, I was like, I feel like that's something that would get advertised like during like The Price Is Right. Like it's very the like yeah. day- morning slash like daytime TV um, commercial. Wow.
1: Yeah, I just love Whoopi so much.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's like, of all the things, of all the stories and, like, lived experience that Whoopi has in her, I'm glad that she's, like, prioritizing going on the radio show to talk about migraine medication
3: (laughs) Hmm.
2: as opposed to, like, anything else, you know? Some people like to go on shows and, like, relive, like, their their young Hollywood days or, like, brag about things or name drop. Whoopi goes to help people... (laughs) with migraines and that's yeah. why she is the icon that she is
1: <laughs> like just coming from such a pure place of yeah just, like i gotta tell these people
2: <laughs> <laughs> gotta get the word out
1: <laughs> okay so let's talk about the last few weeks on the view they talked about cuomo a bunch mm-hmm. they had Catherine hahn on Mm-hmm. They talked about the 2024 election.
2: A lot. It's right around
1: the corner. Yeah.
3: <laughs> God.
1: They also had on White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm starting to wonder if perhaps we will be seeing quite a lot of her on The View mm-hmm. going forward. <laughs> The reason being that they just kind of let her say whatever she wanted. Yeah. They didn't ask her any follow-up questions to anything, so I feel like it wouldn't be crazy to assume we're going to be seeing a lot of her going forward on yeah. the view. P- perhaps Amy Klobuchar has been pushed out in a way <laughs> to make room for Jen Psaki. It
2: sure feels like that's what happened.
1: Whatever. I, I feel <laughs> defeated.
2: I feel defeated.
1: So... <laughs> I think I'm going to just try and somewhat stay in my lane and Mm -hmm. talk about some more of the like fun things that they talked about.
2: And to to the View's credit, they gave us way... I found they gave us way more... There was variety. Of variety, of lighthearted hot topics, of, dare I say, almost Porch Pirate level topic... That I could understand fully and less politics.
1: Yeah. So we're just going to talk about some of the more lighthearted things. Great. So let's discuss some hot topics.
0: What hot topics are you doing?
1: We must talk about the mannequins in the Zillow oh listing. Because I was just so proud of the show for taking the time to discuss this. Yes. I actually, I know this was apparently a viral listing, but I had never heard of it until Mm -hmm. The View. And so Joy introduced the topic and she said she goes on Zillow to look at listings Mm -hmm. of of houses just for fun. And she was struck by one that she saw in uh, California (laughs) that featured, it was a house with like a green carpet and very interesting (laughs) decor. And... It had a whole bunch of mannequins posed in every room, and they were all wearing beautiful gowns. (laughs) Great gowns, beautiful gowns. And wigs. I know, wig. I feel that already.
2: Like, they looked like bridal store and, like, prom store mannequins.
3: Yeah, I...
1: I, It was... I loved it. (laughs) I tried to Google... This is a description of it. I feel like people probably know by now, but this is the description that I read on the Daily Mail of the mannequins in the house. It says, One was in a glitzy purple gown and matching strappy heels, and she lounged at the edge of the daybed while another, in a blue and gold dress, stood nearby, her leg bent and her foot resting on the wall behind her. Two mannequins in similar... Glittering beige dresses stood side by side near the dining room table while a mannequin in a blue dress and matching scarf sits in a chair at the edge of the kitchen, a small statue of a chicken near her feet. Several more mannequins, all dressed to the nines in evening wear and jewelry with styled hair and heavy makeup, are positioned in various poses around the room. (laughs) Interesting... Interestingly enough, there are also several angel sculptures and a large Virgin Mary statue on one side of the room. While the bathroom is devoid of mannequins, the life-size dolls have also spilled into the bedrooms, with one housing a female mannequin in a red dress. Another of the bedrooms (laughs) is positively packed with mannequins, though only a few are as glamorously clothed as the ones in the living room. One doesn't appear to be wearing much clothing at all and is posed in a sensual leaning position on the floor while the home's only male mannequin in a suit stands above her. That room also has two child mannequins, a baby mannequin, a dog sculpture, and a kneeling Virgin Mary. The Zillow listing provides no explanation as to why... The upstairs is filled with mannequins, but does reference that a buyer will have some fixing up to do.
2: It sounded like you were reading like the stage directions of like the most (laughs) fabulous Tony Award-winning play you'd ever see.
1: I love it so much. Like it's so good. I I I, would you buy the house? Like that was the the topic at hand. (laughs) And Sonny revealed Manny was interested.
0: <laughs> what in the science of the, you know, the silence of the lambs is yes. going to happen to me? Is somebody going to come out and 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 kill me and murder me? But then I showed it to Manny, and he was like, "How is it cheap? Are we going to get a deal on it? Like he ah. would he would buy it." So I'm not sure. Like I
2: mean, if it's a deal, he says he would buy it. Also, my thought process, like. Not only are you getting the house, but you're getting dozens of mannequins that have to be worth something. So to me... Or as
1: Sarah said, a bunch of
3: sisters.
2: (laughs) She was like, she was like, a bunch of sisters. She like um, channeled like the nanny and did like, or like, or Janice from Friends. She did like a Janice from Friends voice. A bunch of sisters. And Megan was not amused.
1: <laughs> I really love this, as I said. And a little known fact about me is I actually was raised with a mannequin in the home. <laughs> so, <laughs> because my this tells you everything about my mom. She once purchased a mannequin. Uh-huh. And her name was Gloria. She had no arms. And she would dress her up. And... <laughs> position her in the window of our home oh like God. just for fun uh-huh. I think like originally it was because she had a friend a guy who it was his birthday and she was like what do you want for your birthday and he was like find me a woman or something oh my and God. so she bought this mannequin but then he never took it so right. she just lived with us like for forever Gloria wow. and, yeah and like we had a pool table in our home and my mom would, like, set her up at the pool table with a oh, pool cue. Oh, my God. Even though she had no arms. Had no it arms. It never <laughs> held her back. It wasn't an obstacle for her. So, for me, this just wow. felt like home. It felt like a, a bunch of sisters. <laughs> a bunch
2: of sisters. I can't believe I didn't know that about you.
1: Well, I keep my private life very private.
2: <laughs> I did not grow up in a mannequin home, but... That's not to say that I wouldn't give that gift to my own children. And so <laughs> I would happily, I think, yeah, I would happily buy this home. To me, it was like the decor, the carpet, and the and the cupboards were more of a turnoff than the mannequins. The mannequins were fine. They were very um, beautifully dressed.
1: Glamorous.
2: Glamorous. Um, their hair was very well done. And so I would not be opposed to living with the mannequins.
1: Anna was there and <laughs> she had a joke mm-hmm. to which Megan went. <laughs> 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 they
0: oh, could be items. Listen, change the mannequins what? for inflatables. Change the mannequins for inflatables. That might be a better marketing tool. Um,
2: <laughs> you know what's funny? That's just occurred to me now. It's very funny that Megan was so opposed to the mannequins, but has openly talked about how she has taxidermy.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like,
2: to me, the mannequin is less... Haunted. Haunted, thank you, <laughs> than the taxidermy.
1: I agree. My question was, Was is Anna saying, like, replace them with blow-up dolls, like sex I dolls? Think,
2: I think that was what the insinuation
1: was. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I did just, I just found a couple little Facebook comments that I wanted to read to you. Please. In response to the view discussing this topic, Jody says, Wow, I am so disappointed and heartbroken. I have been a fan of the show and all ladies for a long time. I can't believe your comments about this house and the beautiful art collection on display. As a display artist and collector, I am appalled to know you all think that people like me are crazy serial killers. Apparently, you don't know just how many people love this art form or that you just offended a large community of artists, collectors and fans. This art form has a long history full of countless talented and amazing people. How sad that you can so easily write off all of us as crazy without at least learning something about the art and the artist behind it. Signed, Your Broken Hearted oh Former God. Fan. Just I... lost another viewer. <laughs>
2: And that's only counting Jodi, not the mannequins that she lives with. (laughs) I need to know more. I'd love to know more about the community of artists that are display display artists that are dressing up mannequins. I would actually love to know more. And I will be contacting Jodi for more on this.
1: Yeah. The other perspective I wanted to share is what Rhonda said, which was, Oh, this was really too funny. The men will be totally distracted by the mannequins. <laughs> they won't even care if the kitchen needs to be remodeled. Oh They'll be happy as is.
2: Oh, my God.
1: So she thinks that men will be sexually <laughs> aroused by, by the, the store mannequins. plastic women everywhere.
2: Yeah, by the bridal shop mannequins.
1: Like, they're not literally models, Rhonda. (laughs) They're display art.
2: (laughs) They're not sex robots. They're still just mannequins.
1: They are your plastic doll. (laughs) Just, like, so proud of them for talking about it, as I said.
2: We're so close to the sex robot brothel. The mannequin house.
1: We're almost back.
2: We're almost back. The mannequin house is the stepping stone to the sex robot brothel.
1: (laughs) You're so right. <laughs> we must discuss Dr. Seuss.
2: Oh God,
1: because the company that owns Dr. Seuss mm-hmm. has decided to stop publishing six of his books because they contain racist imagery, mm-hmm. and none of the six books are books that I recognize. Yeah, They're, it's not it's not Green Eggs and Ham. And it, it's one of the cat in the hat books, but it's not like...
2: It's not the, the cat, cat in the hat. hat. Yeah.
1: And so a lot of, some people are very mad and feel like this is cancel culture. Right. Right off the bat, I would like to remind that this is... The Dr. Seuss people decided to do this. Yes.
2: That was like the <laughs> point that I felt was being missed on the view as well was like, it's not like the people of the world decided we are collecting every one of these books and we are burning them and you will never hear about these books ever again. That's not yeah. what happened. It was like the family, like the trust that owns the Dr. Seuss trust. name and, and publishing rights has decided that they don't feel that these six books reflect good on the legacy and they're not proud of it being part of the legacy anymore. So they will no longer publish new copies. They are not going house to house and picking up the books and burning them. They're simply saying we're not publishing more copies. Do you know how often (laughs) new copies of books stop getting made?
1: Well, The View's whole take on it was like, these books are teaching moments. Like, we should... (laughs) include disclaimers and explain the history when but it doesn't mean that we should get rid of them but what I think is such like bullshit about this is like if you have one of these books in your home are you really gonna sit down with your kid read them the book but also give them a thought out lesson or are you probably just gonna not read it You're probably just (laughs) going to not read it.
2: That's the thing. Who has the energy to be (laughs) like, I'm going to get mad about this when it's like, you didn't even care about that book yesterday. And now suddenly you care.
1: Yeah. And Joy brought up Gone with the Wind because it's like a very similar type of discussion where she was like, yeah, we shouldn't like eliminate Gone with the Wind, but we should use it to teach people. It's like, yeah, in a film studies class.
4: Yeah. Sure. Sure.
1: But like things written four years ago are problematic yeah. today. Yes.
2: Like-, like I I literally I was watching an episode of Friends on Crave and Crave put up a disclaimer before one of the episodes, being like, content in this episode may be offensive because of like different cultural like there was literally Doctors- a disclaimer on an episode of Friends. So of course there's gonna be stuff from Dr. Zeus, old-ass times that are going to be offensive and culturally irrelevant now. So if you want to put the disclaimer, put the disclaimer. But if you want to quietly stop printing new copies of the book, go, girl. Give us nothing. Give us no Dr. Zeus. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, he's dead, girl. Go piss, girl. Like.
2: <laughs> anyway...
1: Well, so Joy gave us her pre-written Dr. Seuss rhyme. Yep. To no laughter. Nope. <laughs> and and then what's fascinating is that Anna saw Joy's joke flop and she still yep. said, "I'm going to give mine a go," and she
0: did her own. <laughs> okay, what about you, Joy? Do you think they should pull the books? I do not like erasing art. I do not think it's wise or smart. That is my position. Yeah. Anna, what's your thought on this? When I heard this about the cat and the hat, I just asked, what? He didn't do all that. Don't hit him with a cancel bat. <laughs>
1: now that, that takes nerve. <laughs> that takes charisma, uniqueness, nerve and talent. Oh my
2: god. Yeah. I had to just give it up to both of them to the commitment of being so corny. <laughs> <laughs> a level I only aspire to one day reach. So, yeah.
1: They talked a little bit about the Golden Globes after it happened. Mm, yeah. Uh they talked about like the lack of diversity on the, like, voting panel, like, the people who decide the winners and nominees. And they also talked about the red carpet, and they were discussing something that Melissa Rivers had said, which was suggesting that the era of the red carpet may be over. And Mm -hmm. I guess she, she did an interview, and she said, I think one of the things that started to bother her mom, Joan, and her when they were doing red carpet coverage was that it got too safe and everybody mm. was being paid by designers to wear yeah. their clothes and their jewelry, and so you lost a personality. Yeah. And she said, that's not what it should be about. You want to see that people have actually picked out their clothes. And so right. they were on the view saying, is the era of red carpet fashion and discussion over?
2: I feel like this topic acted as a vehicle for Joy to be able to do her Joan Rivers impression.
0: Joan would have asked that dog, who are you wearing, who? <laughs> um... <laughs> well, she was the best dressed bitch you know, at, you know, the, at, the, at the show. <laughs> Gotta give it to her. Um, but um, yeah, you know, you she's, I think she's right. And I think Melissa, 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 uh, Melissa, Melissa has a point. Because after I mean. she couldn't wait to
2: get it out, and then after it was out, she had like very little interest <laughs> in the rest of the topic.
1: Like, where was that hiding?
2: Why was it the first time that we'd that I'd heard it? Um, <coughs> sorry, there's so there's a honking emergency happening outside. God forbid I try to record a podcast on a Saturday afternoon. Um, but in this topic. Joy and Sarah, like, they had a little back and forth, but I feel like Joy didn't actually care about what was happening. Sarah was trying to, like, playfully, like, tease Joy because Joy said that she thinks that it is kind of... The red carpet era is kind of dead because, like, you can't make fun of people... Like, what people's choices are anymore because everyone is, like... Like you were just saying, everyone is styled by like, a designer, and everyone gets paid to wear what the designer wants them to wear, and so, like, there's less room for, like, the playfulness of the the Joan Rivers red carpet commentary era, and then Sarah was like, well, I disagree, but it's like, Sarah's point was actually what joy was saying because it was like i disagree i don't think it's over i actually don't care about the fashion though i just like hearing what people have to say on the carpet like what were you doing before did you stop at mcdonald's like (laughs) like, that's the point like that is what they're saying like now it's all just like playful banter and like what do you have to promote and like the, the era of, like, having that more fun on the carpet, I feel, like, is over. Whether it that's for for better or for worse.
1: I Yeah, I just... What Sarah was saying, like, I didn't understand, like, what her point was. Because she was like, I like to look at the fashion, but I don't want them to talk about it. And I feel yeah. like it was because of the whole... What's that hashtag? It's like, ask her more. Right. I feel like she was trying to be like, I support that. Yeah, yeah. But I also, like fashion mm-hmm. i almost feel like you have there should be like a if you're a host you should have like two interviews prepared prepared like you should be like do you want to talk about the fashion yeah. or do you want to talk about other stuff and the yeah. celebrity should be able to be like option a or option b because some of them do want to say like i'm wearing this yeah and that's fine and then others want are like offended if you ask yeah. about how how they look i just hate like I I wish that it could go back to the era of, like, comedians hosting these things. Yeah. I hate the whole, like, entertainment news hosts that do it because they're always so obnoxious. Like, and... <laughs> And they, it's just like, there's just air in their heads. Like there's no brain in the head. It's
2: very, um, it's very like ego. It's become a very ego stroking, safe, like everyone pat each other on the back type of event. And I think it's because now people are scared of like making a joke that people won't like, but then it's like, but I don't think the alternative needs to be that we don't say anything at all.
1: But I always just find like, this is how it goes. Like, so Hillary Swank walks up and they're like, "Hi Hillary, how are you?" And she literally could just be like, "I'm fine." And the host, the host will be like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's and then she'll be like, "Okay, yeah. what are you looking forward to tonight?" And she'll be like, um, "I'm presenting an award." And they'll be mm-hmm. like, "Oh my God, Hillary, you're so fucking nuts!" Yeah. Like, wait, I just don't get it. Like, why do they act like that? Yeah. Yeah. I want to go back to Kathy Griffin telling celebrities that Dakota Fanning is in rehab and <laughs> send her well wishes.
2: Yeah, it's like that's what I mean. It's like, why can't there be a middle ground where we're not saying offensive, ignorant shit and then but at the same time, we're still talking we're still saying words you know like what where's the middle because right now i feel like it's flipped so far to the other side where it is kind of what you (laughs) i don't know yeah me and Sarah have both been to the golden globes it's not easy kevin
1: (laughs) i just was thinking about how like i've been living in my apartment for maybe three months now and i haven't made a peep until just now, when I started screaming.
2: <laughs> your neighbors are like, okay, so the guy next door is in um, crisis, and also Hillary Swank is in his apartment. Yeah. Hillary. <laughs> I also love that your idea of, like, a celebrity red carpet was Hillary Swank. <laughs> who, like, hasn't... <laughs> Has't been <laughs> at one of the red carpets in like maybe eight years?
1: Because it was like me being like, name a woman. <laughs> name a woman. <laughs> name a woman.
2: Do you remember when Hillary Swank wore that backless dress that everyone f- like freaked out about to the Oscars? And then on the hills, they were there was a segment on I think it was like either today or Good Morning, America. Where they got interns from Teen Vogue to wear the like famous Oscar dresses for a segment. And Whitney Port wore the famous Hillary Swank dress and they had to walk downstairs and she fell.
1: I remember it well <laughs> in terms of I remembered the fall. Yeah. <laughs> but I forgot the background. The Hillary so Swank. Thank you. Hilaria Swank. <laughs> I personally don't have much to say about this, but I want to take a moment to acknowledge that The View also discussed Mm -hmm. Meghan Markle and the fact that the palace is investigating her allegedly being a bully to palace staff and the timing being very interesting because of her tell-all with Oprah that is coming Mm -hmm. out on Sunday. Were you silenced (laughs) or were you silenced? Were you silent or were you silenced? (laughs) I can't stop (laughs) saying that. (laughs) And it's funny because we were just talking about Megan and Harry in yeah. our Loose Women episode. I
6: think it's very tacky. And <laughs> God forbid she God forbid something should happen to the baby. She mm. will have all these gifts. Oi, and, and an empty crab.
0: Yeah. Uh, never mind.
1: I cannot wait for this Oprah interview. If this podcast never comes out, it's because <laughs> I spent all Sunday figuring out how to watch it.
2: This whole royal investigation is so stupid it's like does the royal palace like uh, f- first of all first of all there's like thousands of of questions i could run down through but firstly does the royal palace think that we as a society as as a nor as normies as regular citizens of the planet earth think that every person who has an assistant treats their assistant like a perfect beautiful angel who walks on this earth simply to be beautiful and kind and be in our presence and never lift a finger like does does the royal palace think that celebrities who have assistants are not like calling them at seven in the morning being like can you pick up my starbucks on your way here thanks because The issues that the palace is stating that they have against Meghan evidence of her bullying is that she was calling people too early and that she was asking people to do things. (laughs) (laughs) Which is like, when you are an assistant, that's what you do.
1: But I don't know what to believe because everything I know Mm -hmm. about the royal family I know (laughs) from the crown. And if you watch The Crown and you'll learn, it seems like people are almost like held hostage by the palace. So it's like when they talk about her, her being a bully to her staff, it's like, well... Are these the staff that
3: were holding her hostage?
1: Yeah, well, that's what <laughs> like, I mean. I'd... It's
2: like, who, you can't trust them saying that she's a bully when it's like we know the lengths to which they themselves go.
1: The whole thing in general is so kind of bizarre. Yes. It's like, on one hand, she must have known that it was not going to be normal. It wasn't like, I'm marrying yeah. a prince and we're going to get to just yeah, like yeah. live our lives and be normal. And, It was bad. And now she's escaped the cult and the cult is mad.
2: They're trying to sell us this narrative of like a Hollywood, like a a self-centered Hollywood starlet came and bossed everyone around because it wasn't up to her standards. And it's like, you can't sell us that narrative when we also know how sketchy you guys are. And we've, we also have seen the crown. We watched the crown and we learned that you guys can be so damn bossy. So it's like, they're trying to set her up for something But I feel like the public is smarter now and they're like, you can't you can't do that because we know it's all just like so silly. And the view basically had the same opinions as as what we (laughs) had of being like,
0: nice try. (laughs) They do not like it when you go up against them. As far as Andrew, who is really a pervert, is concerned um, he is their boy, he is their boy. This uh, this girl is, is not blood, and I'm not even sure about Harry, but that's another story altogether. So I'm on uh, team Megan, Markle.
1: That's all the podcast we have for you.
0: Thank you so much
2: for listening to us.
1: If you wanna get in touch with us, we love hearing from you in our DMs. We love a voice memo moment, as you can tell. Don't be shy. Leave us a rating and review on Apple. And we know you love Robert's Aunt Liz. We're going to have a little bit more of of Aunt Liz on our Patreon. So make sure you check that out for her full assessment of the cast of The View. It's really such a treat. Mm -hmm. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. (laughs) And until next time, everyone have a great day. And take a little time to enjoy. Megan. Markle. Hit it, Abby.
0: That's all, folks. See you later. John
2: Huntsman, the real job creator. join
0: the hunt. T-O-P. Start calling men sluts. For all the girls I've loved before. Yeah, you're a slut too.
5: <laughs> We're bringing Huntsman back. Yeah. We're right behind.